coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring back Dr. Mindy Pelz. So if we just got everybody going 10 hours of eating, 14 hours of fasting, and then we added those three things, boom, we'd be done. This thing would be done. But the fact is, we are trying to get too sophisticated with trying to go after this. We are going against the principles of the body. So my message would be, you are powerful, and here are the four things you need to do. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, your host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. Super grateful for you because we have an amazing episode with Dr. Mindy Pels. You probably know who she is. She has her amazing Resetters podcast. She has her incredible best-selling book, The Menopause Reset. She's writing a new book all about fasting for women, which she talks about in this conversation. And she's just a leading authority in the space of fasting, keto, and all things health. This is a special interview that was only aired for my seven-day keto challenge that we did a few months ago. And she came on this challenge. She educated us. We brought on some of the VIP challenge members. They asked her her questions. And it was just an amazing conversation. We talked about why women should practice keto and fasting differently than men. We talked about the amazing human body, this innate intelligence within your human body, how to activate it with fasting and fasting strategies and autophagy fasting, how to do keto and fasting if you're a cycling woman versus a postmenopausal woman, and men, how it's important to understand female hormone health so you could have better relationships with your friends, family, significant others. And the reason I decided to post this as a new podcast is because this episode has never been released to the public. It was only aired for my challenge members that we did a seven-day keto challenge a few months ago. And I have some exciting news for you today. I want to help you start the new year on the right foot. I want to make sure this is your greatest year ever with health, vitality, relationships. So we are going to launch another seven-day keto kickstart challenge. This is 100% free, and it's going to be a life-changing event full of amazing speakers, giveaways, content, action steps, homework, accountability, and so much fun. How this is going to work is that on January 3rd, which is Monday, January 3rd, 2022, we have day one of our seven-day keto challenge. Every day, we are going to do a live stream and educate on a topic and give you some action steps to follow up on. It's going to run from January 3rd, 
to January 10th. And we are going to have a live stream in the private Facebook group every day, Monday through Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We take a break on Sunday and then we finish it off on Monday, January 10th. This is 100% free. I'll be hosting this and leading the whole challenge along with Alina, who's a part of my Keto Camp team. And we have some special speakers who are going to join and educate you. And you will have the opportunity to ask them questions. So we have Megan Ramos confirmed, who is a New York Times bestselling author. She works closely with Dr. Jason Fung. She is a confirmed speaker for this free seven-day keto challenge. We have Dr. David Jockers, who has an amazing website, amazing books, a leading authority on keto and fasting. We have the amazing Cynthia Thurlow, also confirmed to talk about her new book, and fasting for women and keto for women, and we have some other special speakers I'm not gonna announce yet, including myself. So if you wanna get signed up for this free seven-day keto kickstart challenge, all you need to do is head to ketocampchallenge.com. We will drop a link down below in the podcast notes right at the top so you could click on it. Ketocampchallenge.com, that is camp with the K. Register your free spot. There are options to upgrade your membership, and we have some special deals. You don't have to do that. It could be completely free for you. I recommend you block out these seven days and really put an emphasis on your health right off the bat in 2022. Let's set you up for some great things for the rest of the year. Not only that, we have some special sponsors for this challenge who are donating. Get this. We're going to be giving away over $7,000 worth in free supplements. I'm going to give away a a one-year membership to my Keto Camp Academy. We're going to give away protein powders and turmeric and apple cider vinegar complex. So we have Keto Crisp. We have Paleo Valley. We have Redmond's Real Salt. We have Purity Coffee. We have these amazing companies which are going to donate free gifts just for joining the free challenge. All you have to do is sign up, show up in the live stream, and you could win over $7,000 worth of free prizes. So I encourage you to click the link in the podcast notes or head to ketocampchallenge.com, register your free spot, and we'll see you on that challenge, which is going to be life-changing. Hey, before I bring Mindy on, I do want to take a second here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day, and this one is a special review. This comes from Kelsey Buckalter from South Africa, titled, Would Give This a Thousand Star Rating If I Could. Here's what Kelsey said. Ben, words cannot articulate the gratitude I have for you and all the work you do. I have been binge listening to your podcast since 2022 amidst the depths of lockdown. And the person I was then compared to the person I am now is simply profound. Thank you for indirectly transforming my life and transforming the perception of it from one of anxiety, fear, worry, to one of infinite possibility, scintillation, and passion. Not only have your podcast transformed my life, but they've helped the rest of my family transform theirs. I'm that person who shares just about every episode to my friends and family. Anyway, in conclusion, never stop doing what you are doing and shining your unique light because the world needs it. Kindest regards, Kelsey Buckalter. Kelsey, I know who you are. We're Instagram friends. That is such an amazing share. I'm so grateful. You really light, lit me up with that comment, really. Um, I'm so grateful 
that I was able to get my information to you all the way in South Africa, from Miami to South Africa, and it changed your perception, your, pers- your perspective, it changed your life and your family's life and your friends' lives. Thank you so much for sharing this with them. I know you're on Instagram. You could go follow Kelsey at Kelsey Buckalter. And I'm so appreciative of you. So you keep up the great work. You keep shining your unique light. And the world needs your light as well. All right, let's have some fun with Dr. Mindy Pels. Keep in mind, towards the end of the conversation, we do Q&A with the Challenge VIP members. If you do sign up as a VIP, you get exclusive access to doing Q&A with all the guest speakers on the challenge and myself, plus the download recordings for the upcoming challenge as well. And you'll see that or hear that coming up later at the end of this podcast. So here's Dr. Mindy Peltz. Dr. Mindy Peltz is coming up right now. She's going to explain why women should practice keto and fasting differently than men. If you're a guy watching this, you still got to watch this episode because guess what? You have women in your life. You have coworkers. You have wives, girlfriends, friends that are women. And if you can understand their hormones better, you'll have better relationships relationships with them. She's going to explain how cycling women should do keto and fasting versus postmenopausal women, benefits of autophagy fasting. And then the, those who are VIP, we're going to do a VIP session with Dr. Mindy Peltz. Dr. Mindy Peltz, DC has an undergraduate degree in exercise physiology and nutrition from the University of Kansas and a doctorate in chiropractic from Palmer West College of Chiropractic. In the 20 years she has been in practice, Dr. Mindy has helped tens of thousands of people, I would say hundreds of thousands of people, maybe even more, uh, reset their health. She's the best-selling author of The Menopause Reset. Uh, Get that book, men and women, get that book. It's a great, easy read. Get that book. Even if you're a cycling woman, eventually you're going to be in postmenopause, so it's good to be ahead of the curve. So um, I'm grateful for Dr. Mindy Peltz personally, because not only do I consider her a great friend, a mentor, a colleague, she is so committed to educating the masses. And if you know anything about her, you would agree with me 100%. She shows up, she has amazing energy. Even Dr. Bickman said yesterday when we mentioned Mindy, how fun is she? He loves Dr. Mindy. I love Dr. Mindy. You're going to love Dr. Mindy. So without further ado, here is the one and only Dr. Mindy Peltz. Hey, Mindy. Wow, that is quite an introduction. Thank you. It's Friday morning. I'm still waking up. That was amazing. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thanks for joining 7 a.m. your time pretty early. I know. I know. Look, it's not even light outside yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mindy, I'm grateful for you. Um, So is everybody in this group. Uh, We just love the work that you're doing. And where I want to start the conversation is hope and healing. We know that there's a lot of craziness in the world. A lot of people are are going through different conditions and symptoms and, and, and things that are really unnecessary. So I would love for you to explain and just share your viewpoint on the incredible human body and how the human body has been designed to heal itself. Can you share that? Oh my gosh, you just you want to go deep fast, huh? I this do. Is, <laughs> this is like somebody interviewed me yesterday and they're like, I want to start off by talking about dry fasting. Wow. I, I was <laughs> you like, you, you, about wanna, that. you want to start there? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. And one of the things that I feel like happens to our human experience with health is from the moment we're born, we're told that we are weak. 
So we are given messages that health has, to, if you want health, it has to come from the outside in. Anytime we have a cold, we're told take something to suppress it. Uh, anytime we have a challenge with our health that we can't overcome, we run to the doctor. And what I'm seeing in the, you know, and I know you see this as well in the hundreds of thousands of people in my online community is we truly believe that health is something we have to take from the outside and put in. So whether it's food, whether it's a drug, whether it's a doctor, whether it's what I call the magic mushroom, we're always going from the outside in. And this is why our healthcare system is so broken. This is why we have so much fear right now is because we haven't been taught how powerful we are. If you could see all the cellular mechanisms that are working in your favor every single second of the day, you would be in awe of yourself. And one of the things that I love about fasting is I can sit here and I can tell you that, but when I we pull food out of the equation and you watch your body heal, you get this small little glimmer of just how powerful you are. So, you know, to answer your, your point, I mean, we could spend hours diving in just to the self-healing capabilities of your cells. Um, but really, it's just going, having that awareness that health, you don't have to put something outside in. You are already health. You already have health. You just have to remove the physical, emotional, and chemical interference that is blocking you from seeing just how healthy you can be. Mm. So true. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And you mentioned mental, emotional stress, physical stress, and chemical stress. Those are the three areas of stress that you want to identify what is blocking this innate intelligence and work on removing that. And Mindy does an amazing job, especially when we discuss these ancient healing strategies. So ketosis, being a fat burner, going in and out of ketosis, and of course, intermittent fasting and autophagy. So Mindy, why are you such a big fan of, you mentioned fat removing food, fasting. Why are you such a big fan of fasting? Well, I'm a fan of anything that we can accomplish through our lifestyle. I'm also a fan of anything that will speed up the healing that doesn't take time and doesn't cost money. And, and so when I first discovered fasting, I kind of was like everybody else. I was a little dubious. In fact, I always laugh because the first time I learned about intermittent fasting, I thought, oh yeah, I, I could do that for a day. <laughs> it was like, I like wrapped my head around one day. And then after I realized, oh, you don't do it for a day, you do it for several days, uh, I tried it for a week. I was like, okay, I'll try it for a week. And then after a week, it was like my hunger went away, my three o'clock afternoon crash stopped. Like I just started to see this miraculous change in my body. So to answer your question as to why I'm a fan, um, I'm a fan because only you can do it for yourself. And it doesn't take time, it doesn't take money, and it is the fastest way to heal your body that I have ever seen. And again, going back to how we started this, we've got to start empowering ourselves and leaning into tools that only we can do for ourselves. And that's what I love about fasting. It's just the fastest path, no pun intended, <laughs> back to health. It just is miraculous. So what happens in the body when we start to practice fasting? So the easiest way that I can explain this is you got to go back to the cave person day. 
um, if you think about it, and this baffles me as well, we have so much technology that has been upgraded over the last several centuries. But the one technology that hasn't been upgraded is the human body. We may have more ways to diagnose it but and treat it, but the actual physical human body is the same as our cave people ancestors. So what did they do? They walked out of the cave. They looked around. They didn't food most of the time, so they had to go hunt food. Now, everything in our body is already pre-programmed to survive. So if they went out, and they didn't find anything. Let's say it was winter. They couldn't find any berries. They couldn't find any plants. There was nothing to hunt. They came back. Their body went into this alternate fuel source. And we call it the fat burning fuel source. Some call it the ketogenic energy system. But the body had a way to switch over into a whole nother fuel source so that we could survive. And the longer it took us to be able to discover food, the actual more powerful we became. And I'm talking like in days, I'm not talking like months. But what happens is when we fast and we mimic our cave ancestors is that each hour, each day that we go along without food, we don't become weaker, we become stronger, uh, not only physically but mentally so that we could go find food. Now, in this today's age, this sounds crazy because I can sit on my couch, I can pick up my phone, I never have to leave my couch, and I can have food delivered to my front door, and I never have to leave my flipping couch. So what's happened is how we were designed and the modern world we live in is a mismatch. And so we're eating all day long, we're eating fake food, and we're leaning into food to solve emotional problems. And we are literally building disease and leaving this whole energy system out. So when people come to fast, what they're discovering is this energy system that makes them smarter, makes them stronger, help they start burning fat. They start thriving in a way that food never gave them. Because when you're operating from a sugar burner system, you, you never access this fat burner. You miss out on the whole fat burning system. So it's almost like we're being reconnected to ourselves as we fast more. Mm, yeah, I love that. Brilliant exp explanation. So what Mindy's referring to when she says fat burning system, that means you're in ketosis. And if you could explain, Mindy, why uh, I know we both agree it's important to switch the fuel sources and get some fat adaptation before we practice much fasting. Why is that important? Yeah. And the best way I can explain this is you've got two systems. You have the sugar burner system, which is a little misnamed. I, I always try to say it's anytime blood sugar goes up, you're now get, getting fuel from the sugar burner system. And then we have the fat burner system. And I, I honestly, I'd be curious your opinion on this, Ben, but I honestly feel like the best way to tap into the fat burner system is through fasting. A lot of people try to come over there by bringing carbs down and not fasting. And I feel like that's a little more difficult to get over there. Now, if you take a ketogenic diet and you combine it with fasting, you're going to switch over into this fat burning system a little bit more. So the way that the human body was made is it should go into sugar burner and it can burn energy from glucose, which is still good. We're not villainizing that. And it should be able to switch into fat burning where when there's no food, it makes ketones so that it can run off of that fuel system. 
I think of it a little bit like a hybrid car where, you know, you start with one fuel system and then as, as the bot, as you speed up, the car switches over to another fuel system. That's the same mechanism that we have in our bodies is we're switching constantly in and out of these two systems. It's a great explanation. Uh, uh, totally. And what you're referring to is this metabolic flexibility, metabolic freedom. You probably heard the term metabolic flexibility. That's the ultimate goal. And what, what me and Mindy see a lot is a lot of the educators in the keto space, they fall so in love with the ketogenic energy system, the fat burning system, that they believe you have to be in ketosis for the rest of your life. Um, so what are your thoughts on that, Mindy? Uh, you just mentioned you shouldn't vilify the sugar burning system and you should go back and forth. So what are your thoughts on those who say you should be in ketosis for the rest of your life? Yeah, you know, we're so um, linear in our thoughts. So what I think happens in the nutrition and dieting world is once we find a new tool, we're like, that's my tool. And I'm going to do that all the time. And the body wasn't meant to be in ketosis all the time. If you just look at the seasons, let's go back to what the cave people did. So maybe they went like, well, let's start just in without looking at summer and winter, but maybe they went three days without finding a hunt, not being able to kill something. And then they killed something. They brought it back. They didn't ration it out. They were like, let's feast. And everybody feasted and powered up that sugar burner system. And then, you know, a couple more days went by, maybe no food. And now all of a sudden they are going back into fat burning. So we were meant to switch in and out. You look at summertime. Summertime, we have more plants, more berries. So we're meant to actually operate from the sugar burner system a little more in the summer. But in the winter, when the cave people didn't have berries and fruit and they, they couldn't make a kill, the human body was designed to be in the fat burner. So to your point, what we're seeing is that people fall in love with how they feel when they're fasting and then they don't want to eat. But that's not healthy either. We need to go in and out and be able to do this switching and operate from both of those systems. And I think you and I are, you know, this is one of our like pet peeves. Like yeah. we're really trying to get this across to people. Fasting's great, but food's great too. Mm -hmm. Let's just switch in and out. And you personally experienced that when you uh, first discovered fasting, you did too much fasting, too much autophagy, which we'll get into and not enough feasting. So what happened then? Yeah, it's it's the greatest story because I out of it came the whole everything I'm doing on hormones and fasting. Um, you know, my the short version of a very long story um, was that in my 40s, when I was going through perimenopause, I was trying to really figure out some strategies for getting my energy, my mental clarity. Um, I started gaining weight, like, and I was like exercising it out, um, trying to, you know, use all my old strategies. And what ended up happening is I found fasting. Once I found fasting, I was like, this is amazing. I'm just going to, this is incredible. I'm not hungry. I don't have to work out as much. I've been given so much time in the day. I don't crash at three in the afternoon. I'm just going to keep fasting. So I did. I fasted, fasted, fasted. And the first thing I noticed was my hair started getting, I have like, I have it pulled back today. But if you saw me in the morning after I shower, it's like super curly, super full. And all of a sudden my hair just went totally flat. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then the next thing I started noticing is I had all this body anxiety. I couldn't relax my body. I couldn't, couldn't get my mind to stop. And I just was feeling anxious. It was like a sense of impending doom, like something was going to happen. 
And um, I started to, and then I couldn't sleep. And then I started getting restless legs. All the mineral deficiencies started showing up. And so I ran a Dutch test on myself, which is a hormone test. And this was about 45 years old. And all my hormones were at um, lower than a postmenopausal woman. And I still had a cycle. I didn't think of myself. I thought of myself as perimenopause, but definitely not postmenopausal. And I discovered I was fasting and in restriction too much. And that's how we came up with, okay, we need hormone building foods and we need to eat them at certain times. And then I started working on that on myself, rolled it out to my community and the rest is history. We just see so many women that thrive in a ketogenic state at the right time and they thrive stepping out of ketosis at the right time. Mm. I love that. Live it to lead it. It's exactly what, what uh, you teach is what you went through. I do want to get into how to apply keto and fasting for women who are cycling versus postmenopausal women. But before we get there, Mindy, one of my favorite benefits of fasting is autophagy. Uh, for those who are watching right now, they're not too familiar with that word. Could you explain what autophagy is? Yeah. And there's a really good point. Thank you for asking because there's I'm, I'm really trying to get a message of autophagy out right now. So autophagy is when you stimulate this intelligence in your side, your cells that decides to clean the cell up and make it more efficient. So the best way to stimulate autophagy, we may, we do autophagy by the way, when we sleep, but the best way to stimulate it is by through fasting. And it usually takes about 17 hours of fasting. Autophagy will happen somewhere between 17 and 72 hours. What ends up happening is when this intelligence gets triggered, it looks around the cell and it says, okay, wait, we have some broken mitochondria. We have some genes that are going to get turned on. We don't have enough glutathione in this cell to detox it. There's a virus in this cell. There's some bacteria, some fungus. I got to clean this up. And it goes into this self-repair phase. And sometimes what it'll do is it looks around and it goes, whoa, this cell is going to become a cancer cell. This cell is going to go rogue. I'm going to kill it. And so it will create cellular death. It is the most amazing self-healing mechanism that we have that nobody's talking about until we started discovering fasting. And why I'm on a mission right now to get people to understand it is there is evidence, current science, multiple studies last year came out that you are not hearing showing specifically that the virus we're all freaked out about right now will go into a cell and shut autophagy down. And it tries to, to take over the cell, kind of like a cancer cell, by shutting it down. So when you fast, several studies showing this, specifically on COVID, when you fast, you turn that autophagy back on. And when a virus is in a cell, enters a cell in a state of autophagy, it cannot replicate. So viruses have their own, they don't have their own energy system. They have to live off of yours. So if you are, if your cell is saturated with glucose and it's this sugar burner, when a COVID virus, any virus comes into the cell, it will gain energy. It will go, it's like, awesome. There's glucose in here. It munches on that. It gains energy and it replicates at a faster pace in your body. That same virus comes into a cell in a state of autophagy and it dies. The, the, it, it's the greatest self-vaccine you could ever have. 
you just haven't been taught because nobody's going to make money off of it. So I'm t- we're teaching you that, you know, get into autophagy when people sneeze on you, get into autophagy. If somebody in your household has COVID, this is how we are going to get out of this is by us all stimulating our own autophagy pathways. Yeah. What a great explanation. Uh, the, the human body is so incredible. And you, you just shared a perfect example of that. You're right. It's a lot of people are going to lose money when we start practicing fasting and fasting strategies. There's billions of dollars to be lost, uh, but it's such a powerful tool to activate that innate intelligence. We are hardwired this way. We haven't evolved out of it. Yeah. Uh, so I love the way you explain that. It's a self-vaccine, if you will. The body knows what to do. It's very sophisticated. Yeah. Now, let, let's get into the topic of of, of what I call keto flexing, right? Different strategies going in and out of ketosis, different fasting strategies that you teach so brilliantly. Uh, you're writing a new book that's going to come out. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you officially got the title, but sure. it's going to be about women for fa- fasting for women. Yep. And um, here's what I teach. And I think we're aligned. I, I like to teach somebody in the beginning who's a sugar burner to first experience fat adaptation. We both explained that. Get into ketosis. I like to keep them there until they're keto adapted, which is about eight weeks, eight to 12 weeks. So now their brain turns on, their mitochondria are now really familiar with using ketones. At that point, then I like to practice what I call the keto flexing strategies where we get out, in and out of ketosis. Um, Do you agree with that approach of getting them in in there in the beginning for about eight to 12 weeks and then practicing the the, the strategies of flexing out? Yes. And I would add a few things to it. I, I, I really think um, since I've been teaching publicly how women need to vary their, their um, ketosis, I think one thing that gets lost that you just said that's so powerful is the first step is for especially for women, but men too, is you got to know what ketosis feels like. So you got to get fat adapted before you start changing and varying. Um, so I absolutely agree with you on that. I think for women, this is where it would be different. For a man, I think he could maybe go eight to 12 weeks. I think if a woman's been fat adapted for a month, she's ready to start cycling it with um, her hormones because 90 days might be a little too long for her progesterone and some of the sex hormones to stay in ketosis. But a month, that's going to be no problem. And she shouldn't learn to cycle until she really has mastered getting into ketosis. What if she has insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes after those 30 days? Still, has it? Um, well, as long as she can get into ketosis, she'll be fine. Um, if she's struggling to get into ketosis, then stay there for another 30 days. But I would check in every 30 days because, you know, again, 90 days feels a little long. Um, but as soon as you're like, somebody is like, yep, I can fast 13 to 15 hours easily. I, um, I'm noticing my hunger going down. I get a sense of when I'm in ketosis or my blood sugar shows, or my ketone reader shows I'm in ketosis. You can still be insulin resistant. You can still be a diabetic and be able to get into ketosis. It takes months to like get your body to undo that, um, the damage of those two scenarios. So when we start practicing these strategies to get out of ketosis and practice less fasting, why do we do that? I know progesterone is involved there. We want to build progesterone. And then how do you do it for a menstruating woman? Yeah. All right. And are, is the first question about women or just everybody? Why do we do it for everybody? Uh, it's women specifically. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's the thing that women need to know. 
we have something called a hormonal hierarchy. At the bottom of all your hormones lives your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Those hormones are heavily influenced by insulin. So let's use examples of like women with PCOS. Testosterone goes way out of balance because usually there's an insulin resistant situation. So for a lot of women who have PCOS, you fix insulin, you regulate insulin, and you're going to start to be able to regulate testosterone. Let's use a perimenopausal woman. Perimenopausal woman has estrogen declining. And as estrogen goes down, she becomes more insulin resistant. So if we can get her into ketosis, we get her fasting, get her insulin sensitive, then the, even though estrogen's going down, she's going to be able to use that estrogen and regulate that estrogen to the best of her ability, which will show up in things like hot flashes and weight gain and things like that. So, and then above insulin is cortisol. So when stress goes up, your body goes, whoa, and it starts to, to create a lot of blood sugar, create an insulin release. And it's doing that so you can run from a tiger. So a lot of women, you, you know, if cortisol's high, they come in, they're trying to get into ketosis and they can't get there. And then they're not seeing the change in their sex hormones and then they get frustrated. So we'll, we'll talk about how to undo that. And then at the top is oxytocin. Oxytocin is the hormone that calms it all down. This is why, you know, I always tell perimenopausal women, menopausal women, like you're feeling stressed, you're not in ketosis, like literally go sit with your dog and pet your dog uh, or go hang out with friends that make you laugh. Your goal is to get more oxytocin so all of those other hormones can balance. So now that we know that, we have to then put it in a cycling woman. So let's start with a cycling woman. In the first half of your cycle, you are making estrogen. And I'll keep it as simple as I can. In order to make estrogen, you need to keep insulin down. So day one till about day 15, you're golden going into ketosis. You're golden fasting. You know, Get yourself in that keto-adapted state. But as you go into the back half of your cycle... If you spike cortisol, you will tank progesterone. And progesterone is that hormone that I love, the Carrie Jones explains it this way, that it's the hormone that tells you everything is going to be okay. <laughs> and it's really true. Talk to any menopausal woman. We, we walk around sometime like it's not going to be okay. And then you throw a <laughs> pandemic in it and then you really think it's not going to be okay. Um, so on that back half of your cycle, less ketosis. The body's more insulin resistant then. You need to bring your glucose up so that your body can make progesterone. Now, that doesn't mean sit on the couch and eat pizza and a tub of ice cream. It means let's get more into nature's carbs like squashes and potatoes and tropical fruits and citrus fruits. These aren't ketogenic foods, but they will really serve your progesterone levels if you lean into those, especially the week before your period. Uh, brilliant explanation there. Um, it's important to understand this. And, and on Tuesday, on, on September 14th, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into fasting and some of the methods that I've learned from Mindy. So make sure you watch session number seven. But I do want to talk a little bit about now the postmenopausal women. Can they practice a little bit more aggressive fasting? What should they do? Yeah. yeah um, you know what fascinated me about being really reaching out and, and trying to get to menopausal women is and educate them is how many postmenopausal women still have menopausal symptoms. 
Like, I mean, there are so many women who 10 years into menopause, they're still getting hot flashes. That, that's, wow. that's not, that means you did not regulate the hormones. So there are five things that I have women do. I'll, I'll stick with one of them, which is um, fasting that you can read the menopause reset. All five are in there. But the, the fasting for, for postmenopausal women, you don't have a cycle to time it to, but you still have progesterone you need to mind. So men are not as, the, they have a little bit of progesterone, but it doesn't control their brain. It doesn't control their body as much as it does women at, of all ages. So at least one day a week, you got to step out of, of ketosis. If you know you have a lot of hot flashes, a lot of menopause symptoms, you may have to do it twice a week. So the flexing would be like five days a week of intermittent fasting one day a week where you're like going into a longer fast, like a 24 hour fast. And then one day a week where you're going into these hormone, I'm calling them now uh, hormone feasting foods, because I really want people to understand you're not supposed to be in ketosis when you're building progesterone. So you can get away with it doing it once a week. Um, and sometimes with some postmenopausal women, they'll be like, my hot flashes are horrible. My anxiety's up. So I'll have them actually do the hormone feasting for several days in a row and then go back into ketosis. So we're going in and out like that. What, what do these hormone feasting flex days do for thyroid health? Oh, thyroid health is really interesting because there is a lot of belief or a lot of um, messaging out there that people with thyroid problems should not fast. They shouldn't go, women should not go into a fasted state. Okay, I don't know about you, Ben, but when I dove into the studies on that, what the studies were done is on calorie restriction. Calorie restriction and, and time restriction, time-restricted eating, fasting are two different things. So if you have a thyroid problem, there's a couple of different ways you're going to want to approach it. One, lots of variation. So some days you'll go 17, 24 hours. Next day you won't fast. Next day you'll intermittent fast. Next day maybe you stimulate autophagy 17 hours, which is phenomenal um, for thyroid because it, thyroid is like the canary in the coal mine. It really accumulates toxins. So you want to stimulate autophagy more but you're going to need to really vary your fast. And then when you eat, you need to eat calorie restriction and thyroid do not go well together, but fasting isn't calorie restriction. There are so many research benefits to having good fat in your diet. We love keto. This is the keto camp podcast, but there is just one little problem with increasing your healthy fats. If you can't properly digest the fat in your diet, you won't feel good. You'll say this keto diet didn't work for me and you will not be able to experience the incredible benefits of ketosis. And a lot of people lack the one key nutrient needed to digest fat. Think about all the healthy fats most people and probably you because you're doing keto eat on a daily or weekly basis. Butter, avocados, olive oil, MCT oil, meats, nuts. I could go on and on. Without this special nutrient, the fat just sits in your stomach and creates a traffic jam, which causes you to feel sluggish, low energy, and more likely for your calories to turn into fat. Because this critical nutrient is key to breaking down fat and making it usable by your body. Without sufficient levels, undigested fats pass through your GI tract, 
where they can produce greasy, fatty stools, constipation, and fatty liver. What's the solution? It's a breakthrough new digestive product called Capex. This product comes from the same company that brought you Masszymes, P3OM, and many more amazing products from the company Bioptimizers. Capex is designed to rev up your cellular metabolism, which boosts your energy and capacity to burn fat as fuel. Combined with a solid diet and a workout plan, this combination of nutrients delivers a powerful boost in your ability to shed weight and reach your body composition goals. Capex upgrades the way your body and cells function and is precisely formulated to help your body rewire itself in these three key ways. First of all, every ingredient performs a critical role. Secondly, Capex also gives you focused energy and drive for six to 10 hours from the time you take it. So don't take it after 5 p.m. if you wanna sleep at night. Last but not least, they've included a patented ingredient called InnoSlim to increase the formula's ability to help burn fatty acids by 100% in the mitochondria. The mitochondria are the energy factories of the cell. They act like a mini digestive system which takes in nutrients, breaks them down, and creates energy-rich molecules for your cells to use. Simply stated, Capex breaks your dietary fat into fatty acids and then burns them up at a highly accelerated rate as fuel. Energy-wise, Capex is like upgrading your car's engine to V12 500 horsepower beast and then switching the fuel from gas to nitro because your mitochondria gets bigger and stronger and you're feeding them the more powerful fuel. It's easily the most potent non-stimulant-based energy product I've personally taken. I highly suggest trying it out for yourself when you go to www.kenergize.com slash ketocamp. That's www.kenergize.com forward slash ketocamp. You're automatically going to get 10% off any package of Capex with the coupon code KETOCAMP10, all one word. That's Kenergize.com slash KETOCAMP. We will also drop a link for you in the show notes down below. Let's get back to this episode of the KETOCAMP podcast. And we're going to have, uh, tomorrow we have Dr. Rebecca Warren, who's going to, she's going to dive deep into that. Uh, There was a couple questions that came in about, um, somebody wanted to know more about what's PCOS. PCOS. Okay. PCOS is polycystic um, ovarian syndrome. It is the most common hormonal condition for women. And it usually happens to cycling women 20 and 30. Um, It's considered an autoimmune condition and it's on the rise. So one thing that I always say is that if something's on the rise, um, that's not by um, chance. There's something in the environment that's making so many women suffer with this. And with PCOS, what typically happens is that they're insulin resistant, so they gain weight, and their testosterone goes way up. So they get a lot of um, a lot of women with PCOS will have a lot of hair, facial hair, and maybe body hair. So they're gaining weight, lots of extra hair, and then usually there's an exhaustion piece to it. They're they're super tired. So it's actually um, you know pretty simple to fix. Uh, get your, you know, do all the keto flexing that we're talking about here, get yourself insulin sensitive, and then really get yourself detoxing. Most specifically, you want to avoid the phthalates. 
and the phthalates are all the fragrances. So your plug-ins, your Christmas trees in your that your air fresheners in your car, your perfume, your colognes, anything, shampoos, any synthetic fragrance is a phthalate. And when you inhale it, you're going to throw testosterone levels off. Great share. Um, I have a question for you regarding the menstrual cycle. Before we, I get to that question, VIPers, um, if you want to come on here in the next, we have 23 minutes left with Mindy. If you want to come on here and ask Mindy a question, now is your opportunity. Click the StreamYard link that we emailed to you this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'll see you in the back end studio and I'll bring you on here. Or you could post on the VIP community tab and I'll read your question to Mindy. Mindy, menstrual cycle. A lot of women experience heavy bleeds, heavy periods, pain. And they, they believe that that's just the way it is. Is that true? Or is there a way for you to have an easy transition during that monthly cycle? No, it's a great question. So, um, you know, I came up with something where, that we're now calling the fasting cycle, which is a real visual to just show like how you can lean into longer fasts, what you should eat a different when to not fast during a 30 day period. And I know that all women are different. Some women are 24 day cycles, some are 30, 34. So everybody's a little different. Here's the problem. And this took me to, to my perimenopause years to figure out, which is hysterical, um, that I should have been educated at 13 when my period started. I should have been told this. And that's that women are not meant to eat the same all, all month long. So, and we're not meant to exercise the same all month long. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't know I should go more good carbs when I when I'm the week before my period. I didn't know yoga was better the week before my period. I didn't know that gosh, when my period starts, I really should start to go into more of a ketogenic state. I didn't know that when uh, I'm craving carbs and chocolate the week before my period, that that's actually normal, that my body's wanting me to lift up the glucose levels. These are all things that women are struggling with. So when we look at things like heavy bleeding, um, one of the signs or PMS symptoms is if you are having bad PMS, you are not minding two parts of your cycle. You are not minding the week before. So literally the, the week before your period, you got to keep cortisol down. If cortisol goes up, you will not make enough progesterone. Progesterone is the hormone that sheds the inner lining of the uterus. And if you don't have enough of it, two things can happen. You can get heavy bleeding because there's nothing to put the brakes on all of the shedding, or you could get spotting. So if you're getting heavy bleeding, clotting, that's a sign that you need to mind your progesterone and lower cortisol, lean into those carbs, those hormone feasting foods that I talked about. If you have bad PMS symptoms, same thing. You're not minding, same, same problem. You're not minding progesterone. Now, once your period starts, if you tell me, and I have a lot of women say that, well, once my period starts, I feel horrible still. That's a point at which hormones should be at their lowest. You should feel better once that period starts. So you got to watch the first week of your period, you got to do keto. And the week before your period, you got to do hormone feasting. And if you mind those two weeks, I, I mean, we're just seeing PMS symptoms go away, cycles rebalance. Those are the two most important weeks. Mm, power tip right there. 
two most important weeks for the menstruating lady is the week right before hormone feasting days, higher carbs, more paleo-ish, not ketosis, not too much fasting. And then once the period hits that bleed week, more aggressive ketosis or getting into ketosis and more fasting strategies. And of course, there's other periods of time where there's testosterone that are high, that's higher and you could do more strength training. And you talk a lot about that on your YouTube channel and your book. So go subscribe to Mindy's YouTube channel, her pod, the Resetter podcast, Dr. Mindy Peltz on YouTube, her book, The Post -Men uh, the Menopause Reset. I see Suzanne, Ali, and Harriet who are excited to ask you some questions. Before I get to them, I just have one more question. Mm -hmm. Dr. Mindy Peltz is running for the president of the United States and she gets elected. And it's right God, now. I don't want the job. I don't want the job. <laughs> and it's right now with what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. If you got on there and you're in the White House and you're 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 being interviewed by the reporters and you have a message to the Amer American people to the world to overcome what's happening right now, what would be that message? Yeah, it's super simple. There are four things we should all be doing right now. Every single person. This should be mandated. We need to get off of the bad oils and swap them out for the good ones. We need to get off the processed, refined carbohydrates. These are your breads, your cakes, your cookies, your Krispy Kreme donuts, the sugar. You need to get off of those and you need to get off of the toxic ingredients. These are artificial colorings, red dyes, anything that you read in a label that you don't recognize get we don't we don't eat that so we're going to get off those three ingredients and everybody's going to intermittent fast and here's what they're going to do they are going to enter eat take their eating window and they are going to eat within a 10 hour window there is an incredible study out of cell metabolism that shows when you eat in a 10 hour window even if you eat those horrible foods that i just told you to get off of if you eat let's say you eat mcdonald's all day long if you eat that in a 10-hour window, you are immune from the metabolic damage that happens with a high-fat, high-sugar diet. So if we just got everybody going 10 hours of eating, 14 hours of fasting, and then we added those three things, boom, we'd be done. This thing would be done. But the fact is, we are trying to get too sophisticated with trying to go after this. We are going against the principles of the body. So- my message would be, you are powerful, and here are the four things you need to do. Mm, I love that message. Would, who, would you vote for Dr. Mindy president? <laughs> I think they would. Look, Jordan said, please run for president. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a dream come true, says oh, Rebecca. God, I don't, yeah, I don't want that job. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mindy Feltz for president. Um, there was a comment that Alina wanted me to share with you from Jordan. Jordan Taylor said, Dr. Mindy, you are a heaven sent I am 26 years old, and you are a huge inspiration and a woman I look up to. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. What I love beautiful. it. And I love at 26 that you're starting this. That's amazing. Allie, we'll bring you. And then Suzanne, I promise we'll bring you right after. So here you go, Allie. Hi. Hello. Oh, Dr. Mindy, uh, I found you about in June, and you've absolutely changed everything for me. So you. you're the reason I know Ben, and I'm involved in this. Um, I'm just totally geeking out on all the biohacking stuff. but. After about seven years of that, oh, I only gained two or three pounds this year. Um, I went through a lot of stress in those seven years with a house fire and kids mm. and, I, and just one thing after another. Um, hysterectomy, I have one ovary, but I'm 49. I did your Dutch test. 
Um, I mean, basically, if you say it, I do it. So yes, run for president. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not. Just for clear, I'm not ready for president, but I uh, advise the president. <laughs> right. I'll do that. Um, so I was able to lose that. Uh, that I had probably 25 to lose. I lost 15, like almost like with your fasting, just right out of the gate. And I was like, okay, this is this is my thing. I love this, and I'm sleeping better. I'm not on any medications, um, but then I, now I'm, I've hit that plateau and I'm scared to do the long dry fast because I'm prone to migraines if I am one of my biggest triggers is dehydration. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend? You know, I, I do the, I do the five, one, one or the mm -hmm. four, uh, two, one, um, any other suggestions yeah. on that for you, you, when weight is really stubborn, you I would throw in a 36-hour fast. The, there is incredible evidence that just going that bit longer, and you don't have to go often. You know, you could do it, try it once. Um, even if you struggle through it, just, you know, and really just go after it because what you're trying to do is you're trying to change, create a metabolic switch. And it forces the body to go find that extra stored fat that it, it isn't finding right now with maybe the shorter fasts. So I'd throw one in maybe once a quarter and see how that works for you. So dry fasting is interesting. There's a lot of thought that you can get into a deeper ketosis. It really should only be done 12 to 24 hours. It shouldn't be done more than that. Um, and so you might, uh, one of my favorite is to try to mimic like Ramadan almost where you go, you know, you, if you want to have a cup of coffee in the morning, have it before the sun comes up and then dry fast all day and then don't eat until the sun comes down. Sometimes that works. The other trick that's been working really well for a lot of women in our community is, I don't know where, where your eating window is, but instead of it being later in the day, make the biggest meal two, three o'clock in the afternoon, and then maybe you only have like a fat bomb for dinner. So when melatonin goes up, which is as the sun is setting, you're more insulin resistant. So keeping your food quantity down right but you know, two to three hours before you go to bed can be helpful as well. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Allie. Awesome question. I'm going to bring you back on now with the amazing Dr. Mindy. So, hey, Suzanne. Hi. Sorry about that. No worries. Hi. Glitch on my side. Um, so I have two questions for you, Dr. Mindy, if that's okay. Uh, one is about myself. I, I do practice keto. I eat low carb. I've been doing it for years. Always trying to keep myself uh, in shape. I work out. I do high interval training a few times a week at Orange Theory. Um, so my question is, so I guess I'm perimenopausal at this point, being almost 49 years old. Do I reduce the amount of working out and how do I combine working out with fasting? So yeah. I typically fast from like, you know, the nighttime, maybe eight, nine o'clock at night. I don't eat again until about one o'clock the next afternoon. So I'll drink water in the morning. I may have a cup of coffee, but no food. So I try to do that as far as fasting goes, but I'll have lunch and then I'll mm -hmm. have dinner at some point. And then I'm usually good after that. So if I were to do a fast, like a 24 hour or longer, like how do I do that when I'm working out? I feel like, is mm -hmm. that healthy? Um, so it's a great question. I'll give you a couple of hacks. Um, the first, it, you said you're 47, 48, what, 48. Come, yeah. So, you know, as we move into our forties, we have to start doing more exercise variation. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're throwing in some yoga, make sure you're throwing in like walking. This is something I, I do. I, 
Yeah, like I've taken up walking and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh, I'm walking. (laughs) I'm walking for exercise. Like my 20 year old self would just be totally mortified right now. I had to call it forward movement because I I call it movement. That's right. right. So just, but exercise variation matters more as we, for women, as we move into our 40s. You can actually put on weight by doing too much extreme exercise, Mm -hmm. uh, the same over time. So that's the first thing. Second thing is my favorite hack, and this is incredible for perimenopausal, menopausal women, is exercise in a fasted state. So anything under 24 hours, I really recommend you go in a fasted state because what you're doing is you're asking the muscles to dump more glucose. Like anything that's been stored on that muscle in fat around the muscle, if you exercise in a fasted state, you're going to get a better fat burning response. Now, here's the trick. We, as we age, we need more muscle. So you exercise in a fasted state and then you break your fast with protein. So, Mm -hmm. and like I do an egg, I do some sausage. If you do meat. Um, and I'll do protein only. And then two hours later, I'll actually mm-hmm. bring in some carbs. So now what you're doing is you're leaning out the muscle you're, and then you're working out to make the muscle stronger. And then you're stimulating mTOR to give the nutrients and the amino, amino acids to the muscle that it needs to be able to build itself bigger. Oh, that's helpful. All right, great. I'm going to try that. Definitely. And my, my other question is more for someone that is postmenopausal. My mom is 73 and she's had her thyroid removed and now she's on Synthroid and she's very mm-hmm. overweight and she's mm-hmm. trying to lose weight and she's, she tries keto, she tries Atkins, she just basically does like low carb and she just never has the ability to lose weight. So what do you recommend for fasting as an option for someone without a thyroid that's on Synthroid, like synthetic thyroid medication? Yeah. Well, it's the same principle as before. She's definitely going to need to vary her fast. But my question, my first thought was, is she fasting? Uh, sometimes. When, you know, when she's good, she's good. When she's bad, she's bad. So, yeah. yes, when she's like game on, she will, she will fast. But she'll do like an 18 hour. So yeah. should she do more? Yeah, exactly. So, but because she doesn't have a thyroid, because her hormones, thyroid hormones may be a little more sensitive, she's Mm going to want to just make sure she varies her fasts. So a 511 could be great for her five Mm -hmm. days a week. Like mom, what, what's, and I would ask her like, what's the, what are you comfortable with? Is it 13 hours, 15 hours? Let her do that five days a week. Mm -hmm. One day a week, you want her to actually become uncomfortable. Remember mm-hmm. that when we trigger a hormetic stress, the body repairs. So right. you're like, okay, mom, one day a week, I just want you to stretch that fast. And then one day a week, I don't want you to fast. I want you to just eat breakfast and like step out of it. That might be a really good right. routine for her. Okay, fantastic. Thank so, you. Uh-huh. Thank yes. you, Suzanne. Awesome questions. We have one more question and then we're going to wrap it up with Mindy, but then we have some things after Mindy, so don't sign off. Uh, Madam President, we have... <laughs> <laughs> Harriet, who's going to ask you a question. Hey, Harriet. Dr. Mindy, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. It's my first um, introduction to you. So anyway, mm. I have a couple of questions. Um, first of all, um, that PTOS, I had never really heard about it. But when you're explaining some of the things, it kind of um, yeah. it's home with me. I mean, I use a lot of fragrances in the house. I love smelly things. I my bath, my bed with stuff and, you know, all over the place. So that's one thing. Um, 
couple of other things that you mentioned. So I don't really know too much about that. If it's a place that I could read up on it, or if you could just go over a little bit so I could know if it's something I need to follow up on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had a couple of other yeah, smaller I, questions. Yeah, why don't I start with that? So the first thing on smells, if you haven't tried, Harriet, if you haven't tried essential oils, you, there, the essential oils are the opposite of all the other fragrance stuff. They can actually be healing. And so we've just swapped out and we do essential oils for everything in my household. So that, um, that might be an easy shift. Now with PCOS, it's actually fairly simple. So the first, you're doing it already by being in this challenge, is get yourself out of a state of insulin resistance. So you want to be able to be a, go in and out of sugar burner, fat burner, and that's what Ben is teaching you here. So really keep working on the, being a good sugar burner by eating the right foods and elongating your fast. That alone, Harriet, could totally change your symptoms. Now, then the second step I would tell you is get all those fragrances out. There's no sense to detox until you stop putting the toxins in. So, and that might, you know, be, be loving with yourself. Um, uh, you know, it may take months to get all of them and swap them all out. Uh, but you really want to get those phthalates out. Um, so that's super important. And then the third thing would then be, okay, if it's that point, you've done those two steps and you're not seeing a change in the symptoms, then you would want to go into a detox. And I'm sure Ben can walk you through the type of detox that he and I do. Um, There's a very specific way we like to detox, and it might be that you just have to get the toxins out. But that's those three things will do it. Okay. All right. So thank you for that. Um, then um, also, I am um, in menopause for a while, but I still get hot flashes um, yeah. a couple of times a day. And, you know, in the 70s, it's not fun. But is there anything specific that I could do other than now this, you know, keto? Yeah. How, um, how much fasting and keto are you doing? Are you doing it? Is, are, is it, are you brand new to fasting and keto? No, um, I did it for about two years successfully, but it was not oh, yeah. as in depth as um, Ben takes us. I wasn't aware of so many of the things that he's introducing me to, as far as you know, speakers like you and and yesterday. So it's opening up a whole new world of of things that I have to investigate. But um, so, but I do right now. I'm I'm you know I'm doing the seven day challenge, so I'm back in it. So here's what I would tell Harriet to do is she, it's kind of similar to what we were saying before, which is if with hot flashes in a postmenopausal woman, it can be one of two things. It can be that she's not metabolizing estrogen enough. So she's not breaking estrogen down. So it's lower than it needs to be. So she needs to increase in order to increase the breakdown of estrogen. She's going to have to increase her leafy green vegetables. Like a lot. She should be doing a ton of vegetables, but mostly leafy green. So she can feed the bacteria that break estrogen down. The second thing is she's got to raise progesterone. So she needs to step out of ketosis once or twice a week and lean into the hormone feasting foods, which again, I'll, I'll just remind everybody that they're beans, squashes, potatoes, a grass fed meat is even great for progesterone, uh, citrus fruits and tropical fruits. 
Awesome. So if she does those two things on a regular basis, she will balance that estrogen out and the hot flashes will go away. There you go, Harriet. Uh, I know you have to run. You have two minutes. There's one question that came in that I just want to ask you. Ali says, what is your favorite biohacker tool and why? Well, right now my favorite is, and I, I always like to give people something they can do on there that's free. But the one I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm trying to replicate the 60 sessions in 90 days of hyperbaric oxygen. There was a study showing that hyperbaric oxygen can lengthen telomeres and slow down aging. So I'm trying right now 60 days. What I'm noticing is between fasting and, and hyperbaric oxygen, I don't need as much sleep. I'm like my sleep because I think my body's healing so well during the day. My second hack that is working really well for me right now is I'm really getting into the circadian rhythm of light. So I'm getting up with the sunrise. I'm going to um, getting outside with the sunset. I'm getting outside in the middle of the day. So my eyes are seeing bright light without sunglasses on. Um, so I'm trying to get a rhythm with the circadian um, cycles that we are already naturally in tune with. And I'm trying not to be out of a tune with those. Oh, great. Fantastic. Mindy, where's the best place for everybody to go check you out? Uh, you can, my YouTube channel is my passion project. There's a ton of stuff on there about fasting. I've been answering a lot more questions on Instagram, like doing reels, short little clips there. Um, we have a, a fasting group that's amazing on Facebook called the Resetter Collaborative. And if you forget all that, just go to my website, Dr. Mindy Pels, and everything's there. DrMindyPels.com. Uh, she's also on TikTok. I've seen your TikTok. Yeah, I'm getting there. there. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy, thank you. You're an amazing human being. Uh, Madam, Pre Madam President, we appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> And uh, thank you for educating us today and how you show up in this world. And this, the mission is, is, is so admirable. And I'm grateful to be on the mission with you. We appreciate you. We love you. And we look forward to doing some more discussions with you. So have an amazing rest of your day. And thank you, thank you Mindy. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, Ben. Love you as well. And keep up the good work. I mean, it's exciting when we see all the new people coming in. I mean, this is what you and I are trying to change in the world. So I love all this, uh, that you've got so many new people that you're introducing to this. So Amen. Awesome well, I hope you enjoyed Dr. Mindy. I always do. She's amazing. I love her. Go follow her on Instagram, dr.mindypels. She's on YouTube, Dr. Mindy Pels. She has a Resetter podcast. I've been on there a couple times. Go listen to it. Subscribe to it. You could get her book on Amazon, which is The Menopause Reset, and she has a new book coming out, uh, which is going to come out in about a year or so. That's going to change the lives of so many people. We'll put all of her links down below for her social media, her website, etc. can be found down below. If you want to join this upcoming seven-day keto challenge, which is free, I encourage you to go to ketocampchallenge.com. Camp is spelled with a K. Register for it. It's going to be life-changing, incredible speakers, incredible time. Let's set your year up for success. Ketocampchallenge.com. If this was valuable to you, please consider sharing this with a friend. Please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I will see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. 
This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.